0: Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Board. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Yes, he is good. So good. Oh. <laughs> if you brought your Bible with you today, go ahead and get that out. Got your Bible apps, open them up. Uh, we want to start uh, today in Matthew chapter 9. Matthew, the ninth chapter. We're going to continue some things we've been sharing on the last couple of weeks and go a little bit further down the road. This will be very helpful to you, change your life forever, help you to see clear. Amen. Let's just jump right in to these verses. I want to uh, set the stage with these verses again like we have been doing um, with the same passages. Matthew 9, 28. And when he, he is Jesus, had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Stop for a moment. What if they had have said no, Lord? Would the guys have been healed anyway? Amen. No, they would not. But it's amazing how many times people will say, yeah, well, it was Jesus. He would have done it anyway. And if that was the case, then he is misleading people here by asking them if they believe. If your believing is irrelevant to your results, then there's no use even discussion even discussing your belief, or these blind guys' belief. But the, the, the fact is, is that their believing was directly tied to their healing. If there was, theirs was tied to their healing, yours is tied to your healing. Or your answered prayer, or your deliverance, or whatever it is, whatever it is we're talking about, your believing is directly connected to your end results. And uh, whenever we read the Scriptures... And we find these amazing stories like this of people being helped and healed and, and, and set free. Uh, it's great to get to the punchline. Never want to leave the punchline out, you know. Uh, but at the same time, I don't just want to see, hey, you know, God did this. He healed this. He fixed this. He helped this. I want to do that and give Him the glory and say, thank you, Lord, you're wonderful. But I do want to back up and say, see what happened prior to that. What led up to that result? Because if they got a a desired result, I want to see how I can get it. I want to see how I can help someone else get it. And if there's any instructions, I'm not going to separate it and say, well, God did that and the rest rest of the discussion there is irrelevant. The very reason it's written is because it is connected. And what happened prior to the miracle, to the answered prayer, to the deliverance is connected to why that happened. In this case, Jesus asking them, do you believe? Them saying yes, that was key. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Yeah, why were they opened? Well, because it was according to their faith. So this reveals not only was their yes, Lord, correct, but then Jesus reaffirmed it again. He said, You got this according to what you believe. And if they got what was according to their faith then I can get what's according to my faith. You can get what's according to your faith. If what we're getting in life, if what is unto us is not what we want to be unto us, well, this would be one of the most important places to check up on what do we believe? What do we believe in in any given situation or circumstance? And that will change or alter the outcome of our experience. Now the next place we want to read one more time, at least one more time, uh, in, is in Mark chapter 9, Mark the ninth chapter, and there, this is the story of this father who had a son who was being tormented by these, this evil spirit, had this mute spirit and he had seizures and all kinds of wickedness going on, just very rough situation. In verse 22, Mark 9:22, Uh, The father said, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So again, we see an individual, this is a very common uh, thought process, he tried to put it all on Jesus, say, Jesus, if you can do anything, help, man, help here. And Jesus turned it right around on him and said, no, this is not about what I can do, this is about what you can believe. He said, if you can believe, everything's on the table. Anything can happen. All things are possible. Praise God. Let me, re- let me reiterate this statement. Does the Bible teach us that all teach us that all things are possible to everybody? It does not, but it does teach us. Jesus Himself taught us all things are possible to him who believes. All right, and so let, let's we got to adjust our verbiage sometimes. Saying, "Well, all things are possible." Keep going. I mean, because we need clarification there, because there's a whole lot of all things not happening. You know, (laughs) we could use a lot more all things, and if they're possible with God, which is another statement, yeah, but how do they apply to my life? How can they be uh, uh, activated in my own life? Well, my believing is is a key component to all things taking place in my own life. So again and again in Scripture, we see that Jesus attributed a person's results to their own faith. Like when we see repeatedly Jesus told people after they were healed, he would say, your faith has made you whole. Not I have made you whole, not God healed you. He would say, Jesus said this, your faith made you whole. And if in their day their faith made them whole, then in our day our faith will make us whole. Or whatever it is that we're needing, our faith is Key. In fact, in studying, just looking this up, I, you know, I read from the and teach from the New King James Bible, as well as as referencing many other translations. But in the New King James Bible, in the New Testament, the phrase I put in the phrase "your faith," and it came up 36 times in the New Testament. Your faith. That seems to be good enough to say that's not just kind of me making something up. it's in there quite a bit I thought while I'm at it I'm going to put in God's will quote God's will man that turned up zero man that'll mess with your theology won't it (laughs) now I studied a little bit further it's not like the subject of God's will is not in there uh, for sure it is, and if you look up different phrases like His will, you see the context, and that references the will of God, um, and like like we said, there's a lot of Scriptures that do deal with it, but proportionately, no, this is way higher, this is way more, and yet nowadays, uh, in church, often, individuals are not pointed to what they believe, the specifics of their faith. They're just pointed to whatever God wills, you just submit to that, and whatever happens, happens. He's controlling everything, and you don't have anything to do with it, and uh, and your prayers and your faith and your compo- your cooperation and, and obedience, has nothing, nothing to do with it. Well, that's not correct, okay? And I don't want to leave that impression with anyone, uh, even when we're talking about these folks here just getting healed, and we just say, well, God healed them. Yeah, that's true, but there's a reason why Jesus didn't say it that way. There's a reason, because people would go away saying, if they're healed, God did it, and someone didn't get healed, then God didn't do it. It put it all on Him, and then there's no relevance to our believing whatsoever. That would be being mistaught, okay? And we need to have a full understanding of how these things function, praise God. Now, would you turn with me and look at the book of Acts? Just a few pages to your right. Acts chapter 14. If you do have the ability to look at this with your own eyes, that would be helpful. Acts, the 14th chapter. And and let me show you another instance here. uh, Because I see that not only did Jesus speak this way, but his followers used this same language. And and they also... um, got results with these principles. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8, it reads, And in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Well, that's a good healing, huh? That's a pretty good one. That's a good miracle right there. Yeah, How did he get it? Well, according to this passage, is he was especially and specifically chosen by God above everybody else to be a random one-time winner of a direct healing. No, no. according to this, he believed something, didn't he? He And it was specifically mentioned again that he believed. Now, you see that Paul helped him because he had faith and Paul helped him to act on that faith. And and, and that's when his miracle resulted. But I, I want you to notice this language here that Paul observing him, intently seeing that he had faith alright I want you to notice the language I'm going to ask you the question is it saying the same thing that if we were to say it this way that he observed Paul observed him having faith or him having faith to be healed would those be different statements would they make any difference to say someone has faith or someone has faith to be healed. One is very generic and might be true, but another one is very specific and goes directly to the present problem at hand. Paul didn't look out there as he's preaching and say, oh man, look at that guy right there. He's got faith. Because what would that produce? Because a general statement like that wouldn't produce anything specific, but what he saw while he was preaching is this man had faith to be healed, to be healed. And, and, and you could, you know, have faith for salvation. You could have faith for finances. You could have faith for peace or faith for guidance. The Holy Spirit would guide you. You, you could have faith uh, for wisdom. Those are all valuable things to believe. Or you could have faith for healing. But they're not all necessarily the same. It is, what I'm saying is it's is possible to be schooled in one area but not another. To be developed in one area but not a different area. I don't know what this guy believed about God meeting his needs. But I can see there, he's probably not saying, Lord, I'm trusting you today. I believe that you're going to pay my hospital bills. Because Paul maybe would have looked at him and said, man, I perceive you have faith for your your, your medical bills to be paid for. <laughs> but that wasn't what, now, is, would that be a valid thing to believe? Sure. He's the provider. I would encourage everyone to Uh, Have strong faith in God's provision. Him providing your needs. But that's not what the specifics of this situation was. Uh, Could you have have faith to be healed and still be infirmed? He was. See him sitting there? Him him sitting there. Of course, he's crippled. He's not standing there. But (laughs) him sitting there full of faith and yet not healed. What did Paul get him to do? Stand up. So he got him. He helped him to act on that. And when he acted on it, the power of God went into motion. Let me ask you a question today. Uh, He had faith to be healed. What do you have faith for? Oh, I have faith for everything. Knock it off. Be specific now. If you do, good for you. But you have to be specific. What do you have faith for? what could you say I believe God wants to and will and is and I I, I, believe, I have faith for you say well I don't really know nothing no not nothing if you're a believer you I know you have faith for the forgiveness of sins I know you there's there's some things that are really active but can we identify can we? Can we locate our own selves instead of, we don't want to just randomly say, well, I have faith for all these things. Uh, you know, I'm going to touch on that next week, so I'm going to, <laughs> I'm, going to come, I'm going to come back to this. But if you can locate right now that you have faith for something, what should you do? Stand up. You should stand up in that area. If it's crippled, you know, if you're crippled, you have faith for healing, get up. That's It's biblical. Right? If you have faith for something else in your life, stand up in that area. Once you believe it, get up. Act on that. Act like it's so. That's when you intersect the power of God. Praise God. So how did this guy get faith to be healed? This, this lame guy at Lystra, how, how did he get faith to be healed? Well, the Bible tells us there that he listened to Paul preach. Paul's preaching produced something in him that caused him to believe unto healing yeah doesn't that kind of without even getting the details of the sermon of the teaching that day you can kind of figure out what was in it at least you can figure out what wasn't in it and I tell you what wasn't in Paul's message was a lot of what's being preached today well you never can tell what God's going to do you know, and some are born this way and some are born that way and you're stuck in whatever fashion you were born and, and you can't change it and what, you got this condition and that condition and this situation and this trouble and, and just you just never know and it's, you can't control any of that. That wasn't what Paul preached. How many would, would sit through a message like that and say, man, I'm full of faith now and God is about to work in my life and change this situation. That produces nothing. Blah. and and, and if people if Paul taught what's being taught today that that God just controls everything and whatever he wants to happen is going to happen you would never sit in a message like that and get faith to be healed this is how you can see the degradation of the gospel how it's been watered down so much to produce a nothing's my fault and I don't have any part to play in this it's just all God but I am not about to impugn God for my lack of belief but I am going to be excited because my beliefs can be altered my beliefs can be adjusted and Paul look he was preaching and he's declaring obviously it's God's will and it's God's way and it's God's plan he's preaching by Jesus stripes you were healed and he's declaring God's grace and God's goodness and his love for people and in the middle of him proclaiming this he finds the guy says, you right there man I can see it all over you get up because And it was in him. He was right. Because the guy said, man, I'm going to get healed today. Hallelujah. It happened, uh, it happened similarly other than I didn't point it out. But one of the guys one time who came to uh, one of our services and I was teaching on healing. And he told me this after the fact because he had been born deaf in one ear. And he told me after the fact. He said, I was, as I was listening, I was sitting there. I said to myself, I'm going to be healed today. He did, and he was born deaf. He came down to the front. We put our hands on him, and instantly he got, his, he got his hearing back. Or not back. It was never there. But it was the same thing. He was listening to the preaching of the good news, and he said, this is for me. I'm getting this today. I wonder if that will go off in anyone here today. What, go, what stirs up in your heart that says, my day, my time, right here, right now, I believe God. I believe God. I believe that he will do this in my life. Amen. Praise God. And so he got it. This guy got it from what Paul was preaching. Uh, likewise, I can see also that uh, this happened with Jesus. And, uh, and, and Jesus would go around. He, you know, we have recordings of some of his teachings. But he would also go out and preach. You know what he would preach? He would say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And, he, and, and, and to set at liberty those who are bruised. To, you know, and, and heal the brokenhearted, to You know, open blind eyes and all. And he would proclaim, God's spirit is on me. And we are going to heal some people today. And He would go around to, you know what would happen when he would do that? Here's what would happen. Faith would arise in the hearts of those listening and they would believe it and miracles galore would manifest all over the place. Yeah. How how did they get that faith to get that? He told them. This is how it works. This is who God is. This is what's on me. This is that spirit and it'll set you free. So you can see there is a direct connection to what a person hears and what a person believes. That's not complicated, but I tell you, if we're hearing the wrong thing, our believing is going to be totally messed up. If we're listening to the wrong stuff again and again and again and again, if what we listen to does not produce in our lives a faith that God will move and provide and answer our prayer and heal and set free and deliver, then we got to turn the channel, man. It's time to listen to something different. And if we've, been, if we've been doing this for a long time, it's very often that our beliefs get set in a rut, in a groove. If it's a good groove, keep, keep on grooving, right? But if it's not a good groove, it, it'll take some work, but you can get it changed. You know that? Uh, it, it's kind of like if you lived near a field... And you began to walk through this field on a regular basis to arrive at another place. And, and this field was you know, had grass and weeds and things and stuff growing. And, uh, and you would walk through this field like every day and multiple times a day. How, how many know after a period of time you would create a path? And things would stop growing and the ground would get hard. And, and, and it would basically be very easy and very normal. Even through uh, seasons of, of high growth where everything around would grow up tall. Uh, you'd have your path right through the middle of that. And it wouldn't be difficult to get from here to there. See, this is how it works in our, in our mentality, in our believing. Uh, how many know that if one day you decided, you know, I'm tired of going there. I'm going there. Well, you've got your work cut out for you, don't you? You've got a path there, and it's easy. You don't have a path over here. You're going to have to walk through some tall stuff. And you're going to have to step it down and walk through it and and it'd be some work. And you're going to have to do it again, again and again and again and again and again and again until eventually, eventually, it'll be as easy as the other path. But in the meantime, man, you're going to be tempted a lot of days just to go back to thinking the way you used to think, living the way you used to live, believing the way you used to believe. And sometimes people may even get on your case and say, what are you doing, man? Go over here. We we go over here. Who do you think you are? You better than us? We go this way. We've been going this way for 20 years. We've been doing it this way for 20 years. What? Now you're special. You're going to go over here. and so so a lot of temptation a lot of opposition from creating a new path but if it's based on the word of God start walking man and you start doing it enough and start hearing the right thing and believing the right thing it'll be very normal for you to walk in the power of God walk in the ways of God and the old way it'll grow over and you'll think after a while what in the world was I doing walking in that mess for so long and believing wrong see it takes a little bit of effort to do this but it can be altered This is why Jesus preached. This is why Paul preached. This is why the Spirit of the Lord is on individuals like myself and others today to proclaim and declare God's Word and God's ways. It's so that people will have something inside of them that reaches out to believe God. When you believe God, He's pleased. When you believe God, He has access to your life. This this issue of faith and the specifics of what we believe is huge with Him. It is no small deal at all. Amen. If you back up a few verses and you read prior to where we started in Acts 14 there, or just the previous verse, in verse 7, you'll find out that what Paul was doing, it says he went to Lystra and he preached the gospel there. He preached the gospel there. That tells me that originally the gospel contained a substance, contained a belief system, contained a theology that would produce faith in the hearts of believers to be healed not just forgiven of their sins and have eternal life. That was the gospel in here. If the gospel today does not produce faith in people's hearts to be healed, then we've watered it down. We've changed it. It's a different gospel. Oh, my. (laughs) Why do some people have, have faith for specific things while others don't? Well, it's because they listen to words that produce faith in those areas. See, this is why it's equal, equal playing field, even playing field here. Uh, they listen to words. W- what determines what you believe? Well, in large part, we know faith is a decision, but in large part, it's what we listen to. Yeah. And if you listen to the right thing again and again, again and again, over and over, it will produce within you an ability to believe a certain way. It's what you feed on. Yeah. All right. You're, you probably remember Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 reads, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by what? Say it out loud. here Hear. so, so, so you know faith doesn't come by, by asking for it. Faith doesn't come by praying. Well, I'm just praying that the Lord will give me more faith. You might as well stop. <laughs> For one, that prayer would have to be prayed in faith for it to work, and it can't be prayed in faith because you're asking for the very thing that you need to pray it. <laughs> so it's a waste of time. <laughs> There's a great value in prayer. I'm a prayer myself. I pray a lot. Hopefully you pray a lot. But faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Yeah? Faith doesn't come just it, by going to church Faith doesn't come just because you're, you're committed to God. You may, you may have a real love for the Lord, a real commitment to God. That's fine. That's good. That's valuable all, of, all, all in and of itself. But that doesn't mean you have faith for specific things that you need in life. You need to know what God has said about those specific things. You need to hear gospel about that area. You need to hear good news about his promises and his provision in those specific areas. You could pray all day long and never have a revelation of what God has said. Yeah? Prayer's not going to hurt you, but I'm just saying not everything comes that way. Man, I've been going to church for a very long time. Or or usually it's reference to someone else. So-and-so, they've been in church for 30 years. They're certainly a strong person of faith. Well, I have no idea if they are. They must believe in going to church, so that's faith. I don't know the specifics of their faith just because they do that. You know, like the person who asked me one time when his, his wife was having some health issues and they asked if, if I was in our conversation if, if basically her problem was that she didn't have faith. I said, well, I don't know if she's a believer. I would say, yes, she does have faith. She has faith if she's a, she, if she's a saved person, a believer. I, but in regards to healing, I don't know if she has faith for healing. What does she listen to? What is she listening to about that? Because if someone's telling her all day long, God wants you sick and broken and, and, and all kinds of stuff and you never can tell, you never will know, well then I would say, no, she probably doesn't have faith for that. Doesn't mean she can't, it just means if you're listening to something that's contrary or opposite to that, you're going to believe the wrong thing. What well, what do you have faith for? Well, what have you been listening to? What, what, what are you hearing? What are you paying attention to? What are you lending your ear to? Everybody okay? I listen to a lot of teaching, a lot of sermons. Well, not all sermons produce faith. Sometimes they're just religious. Or even scripture twisting. Say, <laughs> so, well, I listen to good Christian music. Well, you know. <laughs> have you ever been reading the Bible? Right in the middle of it, you realize that verse just ruined your favorite worship song? That person had a great voice. They could could write some great music, but they did not have revelation of the Word. And that's what we seek. We need revelation, knowledge of God's Word. Truth will make us free. And uh, and so our faith is based upon that. And just because we're involved in some good activities or... uh, You know, it doesn't necessarily mean we're strong in the area we need to be strong in. Amen. Acts chapter 27. That's not too far from where you are. Acts chapter 27. Paul was uh, on a ship because he was a prisoner being taken to Rome. And when he was a prisoner on this ship, he was a prisoner not because he was a criminal, because he preached the gospel. And, uh, and they had a tremendous storm there and they were, their lives were in jeopardy and so forth and in Acts 27 and verse 5 uh, he said this therefore take heart men for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me I want you to notice that language he said I believe God period no He said, I have faith in God, period. No. He said, I believe God that it shall be just as it was told me. When can you have faith in God? When you know what was told you. Yeah? What if I don't know what was told me? I cannot believe anything specific. I just kind of have this general faith. I believe all things <laughs> and are gullible as the day is long, right? And probably deceived in many areas as well. What did he say? He said, I believe that it will be as even it was told me. You can't believe God without a word from God. Hearing is vital. I need to know what the Lord thinks about my situation, my circumstance, my health, my family, my marriage. My finances, my kids, my job, my life, my peace, my direction, my, my wisdom. My, I need to know what the Lord says about this. My protection, my safety. Uh, what, what does the Lord say about this? If I don't have any clue what he says, then I can't believe God in that area. Everybody with me on this? See how we're not just watering it down and saying, we all have faith, good luck with that. If it's not producing results, let's back up to the previous verse and see what happened. And when Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith, I need to really ask myself the question, what is my faith in this area? What do I believe? Amen. And, uh, and, and so Paul said this, so how could someone have faith for finances? Well, they should find out what the Lord said about their finances. About their provision and about and those type of things. How, how can have someone someone have faith for healing? The only way would be to find out what the Lord has said about their healing. What promise? What scripture are you standing on? What's the basis of your belief system? What's the bait? You're about to pray. Wait, stop before you pray. What verse are you going to use, or what word from God are you going to bring back to Him in this prayer? Well, nothing. We were just kind of going to pray. Well, if you're praying just to wait on the Lord and hear from Him, good for that. Good for you. If you're just going to worship God, that's altogether prayer. But if you're wanting Him to do something for you, get in a strong position of faith. Find out what thus says the Lord first. Amen. Amen. When you ask someone to pray for you, what 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 do they believe is going to happen when you pray? You don't know how many times I've when people have asked, and I don't. I'm saying this and trying to be helpful. Okay, don't take it any other way. Uh, people have said, uh, asked me uh, to pray for them. I said, great, happy to pray for you. What's going to happen when we do? And it goes quiet. <laughs> Were we just going through the motions here? What are we going to pray for? My, okay, and then, and then if, we can get a, if we can get specific there, okay, good. What scripture are we going to use? I realize people in the world, they don't know all this, but I'm talking to believers. Let's go up. All right. Well, what scripture, what promise are we going to, we going to use here? What did God promise you in this situation? What did he say? Oh, well, I don't know. How many know we're not ready to pray, are we? Huh? Why? We don't have any foundation for our faith. We don't have any basis for going forward. We need it. Paul said, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. And if we haven't found out what was told me, then we don't believe God. And it'll be unto us according to our faith. What do you believe? Nothing. What are you going to get? Nothing. Good day. If you back up a couple verses uh, in Acts chapter 27, this was the situation that went, went on there that preceded that statement. Verse 22, And now I urge you to take heart, For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, for you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. That's why Paul could say, I believe it's going to be just like it was told me. And if someone said, "Well, I I don't know, no angel showed up for me," well, first of all, don't cut that off. There's plenty of angels. Why would you Why would you think for a moment that, that that God couldn't get you a message through an angel? Huh? But yet, that's not the only way Paul lived by faith. Was when he had an angel. We've got the written word. We've got the promises of God, and we stand on this, and it will take care of everything. If there's a specific situation, like you're in the middle of a a storm on a ship, and an angel needs to show up, good for you angels, you can do your thing, and we'll believe whatever word he speaks to us, or the Spirit of God will give you a word in your time of prayer, and you take that that word and you stand on it, say, I believe God, it'll be just as it was told me. But for all of us, 100% of us, we can take the promises of God that are written in here, everything that it says we are in Christ, and say, absolutely, that is the way it's going to be. But what does this all come back to? It gets tied back to what we're listening to, what we're paying attention to. There was a guy, a teenager, years ago, who was on his deathbed, incurable heart disease, or in deformed heart, incurable blood disease on his deathbed, and uh, later was healed and lived into uh, in his 80s and preached gospel, went out to millions and millions of people. His name was uh, Kenneth Hagan. But he said, when he was there, he was on this bed of affliction for 16 months where he couldn't move, he's paralyzed. 16 months. And he's paralyzed, he couldn't move. And uh, and he would read his Bible. Because he was in a, back then, at least in his situation, people didn't know even what I'm telling you today. Not as in a, any kind of mass way. And the church he was a part of, they're just getting him ready to die. No one has faith for healing or anything like that. He's getting it all by himself. And uh, the doctor would come by and, and saw that, you know, he's just reading his Bible. And the doctor was concerned, thought he might go, you know, Kind of go crazy or something. Imagine that. Uh, but he would ask him. He said, "Do you read any novels or anything?" He said, "Do you ever read the newspaper?" And you know what his response was? He said, "I don't have time." And think about that. I don't have time. He's in bed twenty-four-seven. For 16 months, I do not have time. This was his own priority system that said, I'm going to spend all my time with God and reading his word. And with no one there to teach him, with no one there to open up the scriptures, it was just him and the Spirit of God, eventually he got it and and got up out of bed and and defied, you know, natural medical science and everything else and lived, you know, like we said, into his 80s and preached. Uh, But how did he get there? He schooled his believer in accordance with the Word of God, and he believed something very specific, very specific until, if you know the story, he told the Lord, he said, if you were standing right here before me, and you told me I didn't believe, I said, I'd have to call you a liar. And he said, "Then the Spirit of God, spoke up and said, well, people ought to be up this time of day. And he was paralyzed, and you know, he Rest of state, he threw himself out, he threw his legs because he had some mo- mobility in his arms, threw his legs off the bed and grabbed onto the bedpost to get up because he believed. It was like Paul, stand up on your feet. The Spirit of God spoke up, so you got to be up at this time of day <laughs> it's because it was late in the morning. You don't stay in bed late in the morning if you're an able-bodied person, right? And uh, so he got up and when he did that's when the power of God hit him in the top of the head went all down his body and he walked and uh, was healed And uh, but that, that always stood out that stood out to me I don't have time for anything else now we got time for the Kardashians and time for all kinds of stuff that doesn't matter a bit alright and listen you want to watch it whatever watch some. whatever But here's the deal. We all come up to a time in life when what we believe really makes a difference. What you believe in a given situation is going to make or break you. And if you believe the right thing, your heart is full of that, you'll stand up. And you'll receive from God. And if not, you'll open your mouth and out will come what? I don't know what's going to come out. But it's what you've been listening to again and again and again and again on a daily basis forever. You listen to it, and that's what comes up in your time and hour of need. Yeah, nowadays, nowadays, you know what? People, people are called strong people of faith because they're deeply religious or they're devoted, for, devoted to God. Back in Bible days, you know what? Who, who was called strong people of faith? They were those that did the impossible. Those that did things that required the power of God to intervene, otherwise they're they're stuck. It's a list in Hebrews chapter 11 of those who defied all odds and every natural understanding and God came through and delivered and set free and healed and they did incredible feats. Those were called champions of faith. Strong in faith. Let's not confuse the issue. Well, I you know, I have a Bible on my mantle and a cross around my neck and a very cool bumper sticker and 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 I'm a strong person of faith mm, I'm not going to define it that way let's start accessing the power of God let's start seeing him move in ways that that humanity cannot explain I'm going to call that faith in God amen Father today we thank you We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.